0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life & Business, and as well as being a qualified coach, I'm also bringing you my insights into over 15 years of developing people. These days you'll find me working with my clients and members every day to help them lead in their life and in business. And if this sounds like something you want to do too, stay tuned or contact me for private coaching or for more detail on my group membership, Thrive Together. You'll find everything you need in the show notes. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. So let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode 49 of the Inner Work Conversation. What do you want? Um, It's not an opener, by the way, like what do you want? Why are you here? What do you want? (laughs) It is the title of this episode, as you already know. Um today I am talking. Oh so firstly what I wanted to say was if you are new here, hello. I am Nikki. I own a business called Thrive Life and Business. You can go and follow me over on Instagram is the main place that I hang out these days. Um but the reason I'm explaining that is if you are new here, you might wonder of what significance does this question, what do you want have in all of the stuff that I ever talk about and it's really actually at the root of every single piece of work that I do, whether it's with my one-to-one clients, um, who I'm going to talk a little bit about in this episode, or if it's in my group membership, Thrive Together. So it's actually important that you know the context of how you can work with me in order for me to make sure that I position the episode correctly. So let me just outline the two methods that you can work with me. First one is on a one-to-one basis. Now, typically, that looks like four months where we have fortnightly calls, and at the very, very beginning of your coaching journey with me, you will complete a consultation form, and um, among other stuff, among other stuff, which I won't go into in this episode because it'll be hours long. But, but I do want to explain that in this consultation form, it gives me a background of you. It gives me what your beliefs are, it gives me what your potentially limiting beliefs are. It gives me a lot about where you've been, where you're at now and where you want to go. So, so important because when I ask the question, what do you want? That typically will be where we start when you have your first initial call with me. And from that point, we put together a goals document and we come back to that goals document every month. So every other call just to keep us on track. That's with my one-to-one clients, with the guys in Thrive Together, which is my group membership. We get together all the time. There are so many opportunities to engage in Thrive Together. Oh, and by the way, if you're a one-to-one client, you get access to Thrive Together while you're a one-to-one client as well. Works beautifully. But yeah, when you're inside Thrive Together, we do power planning every single Monday where it's a big planning session and we get really clear on what your, focus areas for this week, what are your priorities but also what can you learn from last week that you want to take those lessons into the new week and ultimately it allows us to separate the busy work from the important stuff and in that session I ask so many desire-based questions and this process, there's no accident in the sequence of questions that I ask, so much so that we're currently in the process of getting the whole concept trademarked, which is pretty exciting. But um, nevertheless, side note, but nevertheless, the reason I'm telling you all of that is because this concept of what do you want is at the core of pretty much everything that I do and I genuinely do believe that to be able to lead in your life and in business you have to know what good looks like for you you have to know what what you want you know it's it's no more complicated than that what do you want however it might be very simple but it doesn't always mean it's easy and that's exactly what this episode is about today when i ask people what do you want I am typically met with three answers and I want to share those three answers with you in this episode today because I want you to recognise where you're doing these things to yourselves. I want you to see as a coach, so on my side over here, what it is that I am seeing when you're giving me these kinds of answers, whether you're a one-to-one client of mine or whether you're in Thrive Together or whether you don't work with me at all and you just listen to these podcast episodes. If I ever have talked in any of my episodes, which I have, about goals and what you want and all that kind of stuff, and you've found yourself not actually being able to really engage in your mind or even through in journaling through that kind of conversation with yourself, I think this episode's going to be so helpful, you know. So I'm going to dive in, but before I do, I'm going to read you a little snippet out of a book called The Desire Map. So it's by Danielle Laporte. It's one of my favourite, favourite books. It's called The Desire Map. It says, A Guide to Creating Goals with the Soul. Gorgeous, gorgeous book. Let me read you a snippet of page 25, because I think this will be useful, to set us up for this episode. She says, look desire in the eye. Desire as a teacher." When we immerse ourselves in it without guilt, shame or clinging, it can show us something special about our own minds that allow us to embrace life fully. Mark Epstein, open to desire. She goes on to say, something phenomenal happens when you start to examine your desires. You get closer to your current reality, all that you can appreciate and everything you want to change. And you also get closer to your potential. You see the dark side of your clinging All those things that you're hammering away at to get. The neediness and the impulse to make demands on the world. And mercifully, you can see the purity of your longing. All that's natural and good and divine about what you want out of life. Desire is the foundation of our will to live. And when you cease to desire, you cease to evolve. Your pursuit of things you want can shift from feverish and anxiety-driven to trusting and fluid. But even with a more liberated consciousness, desire remains at the mesh underlying our material existence and spiritual growth. I'll stop reading there, but I bloody love it. I love the way she writes. I love how she turns very complex topics and concepts into very simplified versions so that you can reflect it back on yourself and really think them through. So I would highly recommend that book if you want to dive into more of what you want. But in this episode, I want to talk about the three answers that I will typically get when I ask my clients or people inside Thrive Together, my members, what is it that you want? So I'm going to dive in. The first common answer that I will get is I don't know. I don't know. This is the biggest culprit of the three that I'm going to talk about today. And usually this answer, it usually comes up before the other two that I'm going to talk about. It's normally the first one. And the reason for this literally could be tenfold. But let me give you a few reasons why this might be something that you feel. You might be saying that you don't know what you want because by admitting what you want, you might see how far away it is from you right now. And that could completely freak you out or make you feel like shit. And, of course, you don't want to be freaked out and feel like shit. So, <laughs> so therefore, you say, I don't, I don't know, because it's easier. You might be saying that you don't know because you might think you can't achieve it. You might think that by having it, whether it's a life thing or a way of being or something in business, then you'll have to sacrifice something you have right now. That's a big one that I see. You know, I'd love to be more successful, but I think it'll mean that I need to work harder, so, therefore, I'm just going to say I don't know. Um, you might think it's unachievable for you, Uh, someone might have told you directly or indirectly this isn't the way we live, this isn't what we do, or your idea is not feasible, or people like us don't do things like that, you know, you might be getting an influence from outside of you, Um, or you might be saying you don't know because you might believe that it would sabotage part of your life as it is now if you got that thing or if you became it, and The last thing that I can think of is you might be saying you don't know because you might actually not know. (laughs) You might not know the specifics, right? But this isn't the same as knowing how you want to feel. This point in particular is super, super important. We are so, so keen to know the how. We want to know the detail. We don't trust. We don't have faith that one small step after another, done enough times will get us from Liverpool to London. Right? But we, we just want to know how, 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 how. So it may well be that you're saying you don't know what you want because actually you don't know the specifics of it. You don't know the how, but you do know how you want to feel. Or you do know what you don't want. Another fantastic place to start. But that's the thing with us. We want to know how many steps will it be from London to Liverpool. What shoes should I wear? What snacks will I take with me? Will I definitely, definitely get there? Will anyone walk with me? All of it, we want to know all of it. All the detail, we want to be sure. And this is so against how I wish things could be for you. I wish that you'd accept that if you have a desired state of feeling or being, I want you to trust that this or better is coming your way if you'll only take the steps. Because it will. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been brave enough to be vulnerable enough to ask for this or better. And it's rarely gone the way that I thought it would, but it's always been okay. And it's always usually been more than okay. whatever the reason is, by resisting what you want, you're allowing yourself not to focus on it. And by expressing this belief, this belief of, I don't know, you're essentially getting in the car and saying, I don't know where I want to go. And what think about it, what is the natural thing to do? When you're in the car and you don't know where you want to go, you either don't move and you do that weird thing that we all do but don't speak about, which is just sit in the car staring. (laughs) Or you'll go somewhere familiar, you'll drive somewhere familiar, right? Because that's your brain doing what it knows. And by allowing I don't know to take over, you're blocking out what could be. I remember over 10 years ago, I used to teach a workshop on creativity and in in businesses, and in this session, we would ask the participants, do you think it would work if we cut prison capacity by 75%? And they, of course, they said no. And so therefore, when we asked them from that point to list the ways that this could work, very, very few answers came from that because they'd already decided in their heads that it's not gonna work. So then when we gave them a different task, we told them prison capacity was being cut by 75%, and they had a limitless budget. We asked them to come up with ideas how they could make this work. Plus, in addition, we gave them an additional incentive of simply churning out ideas. However, whoever came up with the most ideas wins kind of situation, regardless of how crazy they were, they just had to meet the aim of reducing the prison capacity by 75%. And so many ideas came from this, so many. And interestingly, even though we'd encouraged it, not many bad ideas came. Some of the best ideas actually didn't even require the limitless budget that the group knew that they had. And from me sharing this, the diff- what I want you to see is the difference in this exercise was one simple thing. They're, they were open. Their minds were open. Their brains hadn't ruled it out. We are smart, smart creatures. We are intricate, we are complex, and we are smart. And as humans, we know how to reserve energy. And so if our brain has decided that something isn't worthy of us investing our energy in it, it won't be open to generating or engaging in creative thinking, it just won't. So when you cut yourself off from what you want in life and in business, because of any of the reasons that I explained earlier on, or for whatever reason you don't think it sh- it could be available to you, there could be countless reasons why your desired state or the thing you want to achieve might be scary. But you can see from this exercise that the more you reject it, the more your brain will shut down to that idea. And that's the thing with desire, is it rarely goes fully away. It'll always be there, niggling away. And what we tend to do is use our rational, logical brain to rationalise it back into a box, and then we convince ourselves that it's just better that way. I have seen this so many times, especially with my one-to-one clients who initially, when they come to me, they are literally blocking themselves, and they look shocked. When I confront them on this topic of defining what they want, it's almost like um, <laughs> it's almost like I'm accusing them of lying. They'll say things like, you know, but Nick... How can I tell you what I want if I really don't know what I want? And it makes me smile every single time because inside of us there is an inner knowing, a calm, quiet voice that knows. But the world and our ego, they get so loud and this voice, it just gets drowned out. we have learnt behaviours, sometimes even from a very young age, that our desires are misplaced against the priorities of others or how we might be perceived, and we start to believe that this voice isn't there anymore. If you could resonate with any of the examples that I gave earlier, remember when I was saying the reasons why you might say I don't know? Then this very likely applies to you too. You have likely started to drown your inner knowing out And you'll know this feeling because you'll feel disconnected. You'll feel like your life is a little bit on autopilot and you have no input in the direction. And if this does apply to you, if you're sat there thinking, oh my god, yes, this is me. I don't know. Start with how you want to feel. Start with how you want to feel. If you don't know the specifics of what you want, start there. Start by tapping into that voice each day and do it in small, small ways. The biggest mistake that I see here when people are so detached from their knowing is that they 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 try and start big. They start thinking things like okay, so if I quit my job then or if I started my own business then or if I asked for the promotion then and what happens? The rational mind steps in with logic and shouts them down. They get out of their body and back into their mind. Please start smaller. Start connecting instead of the how. Start connecting to how you want to feel because ultimately, it always inevitably comes down to that anyway. And I say the same to people who do know what they want. In fact, that is so important for me to mention. When a client of mine tells me they absolutely know what they want, they could tell you the specifics, they could tell you the smells, the sights, the the specific colours, the make and model of the thing. I always ask them, do a self-audit. I refer them to the hole in the wall analogy. They'll be metaphorically looking around a DIY store for the best drill and the best drill bit, professing that they must have the best drill and the best drill bit, obsessing over prices and comparison and how they'll use the drill. But when I say to them, hang on a minute, why do you want the drill? Why do you want the drill in the first place? They'll say, oh, I just want to make a hole in the wall. And then I'll ask them questions. Well, does it matter how big the hole is? Does it need to be drill bit sized? What are you going to do with the hole? And very quickly they realise they don't want the drill at all. The drill is actually not what they wanted. What they wanted was a hole. Do you see? When you start moving away from I don't know, please don't make the mistake of moving quickly to being so specific and so attached to a specific outcome. Just start with what you want ultimately, which is always how you want to feel. How you want to feel is so much more important to connect with than anything else. So often, connecting to that, it makes you realise that what you want isn't as far away as you first thought, actually. And then the last thing that I wanted to share with you, if you're relating to this I don't know point, is how often are you asking yourself what you want? You know, how often do you proactively ask yourself questions like... What do I want right now? What do I need right now? How do I want to feel right now, or today, or this week? And my guess is that if you're like the majority of people, you don't ask yourself these questions regularly, if at all. It's one of the first practices that I support my one-to-one clients with, and the guys inside Thrive Together. Ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? How do I want to feel by the end of this week? And instead of numbing out instead of getting angry or bitter or frustrated or resentful, and then following that mood round the corner down the lane and sitting with that mood in the sad swamp, and wallowing in that emotion and opening your eyes to only what isn't there or what displeases you, start to notice what is there, what you can tap into, or what could be. And all of that can start by you asking a simple question: What do I want? How do I want to feel? So that's the first answer that I will typically, tip, typically, typically, typically get is I don't know. And that usually, when we work through that, leads to the second common thing that will happen when I'm talking to someone about what they want and they've got through this I don't know ness. And that is talking about everything that's not right, not good, or completely avoiding the question. So avoiding the question would look like shuffling in your chair, coughing, needing to sort something out or just completely focusing on the opposite of what you want. Inside Thrive Together, as a member, you have the ability to book a one-to-one call with me. It's called a solution call um, or a solution session, we call them. And just to explain this, it's it's a 75-minute call. And before the call, you get sent a form to fill in that says, okay, what's the issue? What's the what's the thing that you need a solution to? So it's very different from the one-to-one client journey in that we are there on the call to discuss a particular scenario. You are there to be coached and work through a specific challenge or issue that you're faced with at the moment. And um, so yeah, when, when my Thrive Together members, when they book in for one of those calls, which This is why I'm telling you this story because a lady did the other day. What will happen is you get sent out a form, you define the challenge or the issue, and you basically answer the question if I had a magic wand, how would you be leaving that session? And the way that solution sessions work is you will leave that call feeling calm, confident, and clear on your next steps or your money back. And that's how confident I am in being able to help you process and progress to a solution. Okay. So, anyway. That's the context. I had a lady book in. She was one of my Thrive Together members. She booked in for a solution session and we went into the call and <laughs> immediately when I asked her, what do you want? Everything started to happen. She needed to go and sort the dog out. She had a coffin fit. It was like anything that could happen to help her avoid answering that question did. And then when I was like, look, you need to sit still. <laughs> You need to stay still and stay in this moment with me and i need you to talk to me about what you want she went on a rant of everything that wasn't right all of the things that weren't okay in this moment and basically told me in detail all of the things that were wrong right now so to give you um an example of this it's the same as saying okay i'm on the call because I really want to have a difficult conversation with the with my boss. And then when I say to you, okay, well, what do you want from that conversation? You go, Well, they're saying this and they're doing that, and this is the situation, and they're really frustrating me in this way, and they're really frustrating me in that way, and my friends don't have this issue with their bosses, and da da. da, da, da. In explaining everything that's wrong, you're not telling me what you want. And so my job on that call is to call you out on that give you space, you know, hold space for helping you process through that, but also highlight to you that you're answering the wrong question. I've asked you a question, what do you want? And you're telling me all the things that aren't right at the moment. That's a very different answer to answering the question, what do you want? And I know that this can sound quite harsh, and obviously I navigate through it in my sessions with absolute love and compassion. So please don't think that I'm just being a proper bitch because I'm not, <laughs> I just know how to do my job. Um, but when I highlight to, to my client on that call, you are avoiding this question. You are telling me all of the things that are wrong instead of answering the question, what do you want? It's because sometimes answering the question, what do you want can be quite a painful experience, right? Because like I said in point number one, the reason why we avoid answering the question, what do you want by I don't know, is sometimes it can be quite painful given that what you might want might seem like or feel like a million years away from where you are right now. But here's the gorgeous thing. When we work through that together and I was like, okay, I understand the current situation and I understand that you need to have this difficult conversation or whatever the context, whatever the scenario was, I just quite simply said to her, tell me how you want to feel and from that moment everything was clearer and it was really important for me to explain this to you because this in all of us is the shit that is going on unnoticed inside your head. This is what you might be doing to yourself and it's going unnoticed. So do you remember before when I Um, when I rounded off point number one the whole I don't know concept and I was saying to you how often do you proactively ask yourself the questions of what do you want what do you need right now how do you want to feel If you are doing that to yourself, like my client did in a solution session, and you're trying to figure out what it is that you want, but you can't because your mind is so, so, so focused on what isn't working, what isn't right, distracting you left, right, and center, blaming this, that, and the other, then it's gonna be really difficult for you to focus on what you do want. And to highlight the importance of this, let me read a little snippet from You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. She says, building the new. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be old. I don't want to live here. I don't want to have this relationship. I don't want to be like my mum or dad. I don't want to be stuck in this job. I don't want to have this hair, nose, body. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be sick. It says, what you put your attention on grows. The above shows how we're culturally taught to fight negative mentality, thinking that if we do so, the positive will automatically come to us. It doesn't work that way. How often have you lamented about what you didn't want? Did it ever bring you what you really wanted? Fighting the negative is a total waste of time if you really want to make changes in your life. The more you dwell on what you don't want, the more of it you can create. The things about yourself or your life that, have, that you've always disliked are probably still with you. And what you put your attention on grows and becomes permanent in your life. Move away from the negative and put your attention on what is there and what you really do want to be or have. Let's turn the previous negative affirmations into positive ones. And then she goes on to do exactly that with affirmations. So I'm reading you that because I really want to stress here that if you're constantly doing If you're constantly on this hamster wheel, either through your actions or even through your thoughts, but you feel like you're getting nowhere, please, please pause and lean into yourself and ask yourself, what do I need right now? Because it's likely that it feels somewhat unsafe for you to think into, never mind feel into your desires. And I know that it can sound dramatic to say that it can feel unsafe, but if you've resonated with any of this episode so far, please know that I don't mean it's unsafe in terms of what your logical mind would rationalize, i.e. being chased by a crazed person with a knife. I mean it's, un- it's unsafe in terms of how your body feels, how your nervous system feels. It's much more sophisticated than that. Your body knows, it remembers. It remembers that time when you had an idea and you thought it was amazing, but it got laughed at. It remembers that time where you asserted yourself and got shouted down. It remembers that time that you asked a person who you should have been able to rely on for their help and they weren't there for you. It remembers how brave you were that time you went against the grain, only to be scolded by someone who should have had your back and encouraged you. It remembers when you talked about taking a big risk and someone you trust said, oh, I don't know, that's, that's not a good idea, you should probably shouldn't do that. You remember, even if your mind has forgotten, even if you don't know the details, you know your soul knows. So with all of this in mind, all of this under the radar, it isn't unusual for your body not to want to sit still long enough to recognise that there, there is a part of you waiting to be heard. There is an inner wisdom inside of you and it's waiting to be recognized, an inner longing that is being ignored, that wants to be seen. But instead, you're busy in yourself with all of these things, all of the shit, all of the stuff, not sitting still for long enough to know yourself. Or when you do sit still, all you're focusing on is the things that aren't going right, the things that are going wrong. And that voice will fizzle down there. And on occasion, it'll give you a glimmer of its frustration. Of being so trapped until you finally fucking listen and that is what happened to my client on her call until finally she progressed to the third stage and what I then got from her was this thing where we we say what we want but then we immediately list our current reality and reasons why we can't possibly have it reasons why it's absolutely not for us and this is the last one that I'm gonna share with you today and it's um It's the one that I would probably refer to as the hokey-cokey one. (laughs) It's when you finally say, okay, actually, yeah, I do know what I want. And then your brain just fills up. It just floods with reasons why you can't have it. And those reasons pour out of your mouth and through your actions. Your ideas about the way things are for you. Your ideas and beliefs about what's possible for people like you, which may include background, ethnicity, gender, learning, difficult, whatever, whatever. Your ideas about how you won't be able to handle it. Your ideas about how you're not enough. Oh my God, so many enoughs, so many. Not young enough, not old enough, not confident enough, not focused enough, not this enough, not that enough. Your ideas about how worthy you are. Why should you have that? Why should you be that? Why should you get to do that? Or your ideas about bad things that might happen if you got what you wanted. And if you're not careful, following the whole Liverpool to London metaphor that I said earlier, you will finally decide that you do wanna go to London and you'll start taking your first few steps and then your mind, all those ideas will bubble up. Shouldn't I be there by now? Is it always this difficult? Is the weather always this shit? People don't like me when I go to London. What if I get there and I can't handle it? My feet are sore. I feel like I've taken the wrong turn. Am I on the right track? What will others think of me in wanting to leave Liverpool and go to London? Will they will they resent me for that? And what happens is we start to stop. We start to go back to Liverpool we do this yo-yo thing where <laughs> where we finally have decided what we want and we've started to work towards it, but we didn't even get out of Merseyside because we fill our heads up with so much shit, you know? So many people are looking outside of themselves for the answers to this, and perhaps that's where you are right now. Maybe you're listening to this episode thinking, yes, I do this. I go a little bit and then I shit myself and then I come all the way back, and what's the answer to that? what is the answer, Nick? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And my, my honest answer to you is you already know. You already know. The answer is to trust. That inner knowing that I mentioned, listen to it. It knows. I get to the end of a solution session and I send out a feedback form because I really, really do keep my promise, you know, clear, calm and confident on your next steps or your money back. So they get the opportunity to fill in a feedback form. And they, their feedback will always, always say, and I'm reading off it right now because I don't want to give you my version of this. I want to give you their version of this, is I feel like I've cleaned my glasses. Everything seems clearer I feel like a weight's been lifted. I feel like I'm not alone. The things I'm struggling with are normal. All the stress over the practicalities has been alleviated, and I feel like I'm able to move forward and take action. Before I was crippled with worry over this. I feel ready to take action, stop playing small, put myself out there. I feel calm, grounded, like I've got this. I feel so much clearer in what I need to do. And as always, you help me to break my own thoughts down and give me the support I need to move forward with my challenges. And that's the thing I'm just reading through, seeing if there's any more feedback that would be relevant to this now, but that's the thing about listening to your own wisdom. But I can tell you that what normally happens towards the end of a solution session is not on every call, but on a lot of the calls, the client will say to me, what if I come off this call feeling clear, feeling great? Nick, what if my mind takes over again? And I love this question. Like, I love it. Because it's like they're saying to me, should I, should I book another call in now? Like, <laughs> should I just book my next call in? And I'm like, no. I mean, absolutely you can. You're welcome to if you want to. But no, that's probably not what you need. All I've done on that call is hold space for you. Hold space for your fears without being shouted down by them. Holding space for your resistance without turning back around and heading to Liverpool. Holding space for your frustration and holding space for your desires. And I'm asking you in this episode to start giving this to yourself too. I am asking you to regularly start to practice getting quieter, being with yourself, really being with yourself, knowing your thoughts and feelings rather than just labelling them and rationalising them so that you can crack on, you know, That's my invitation to you in this episode. It doesn't matter if you're stuck in the I don't know or talking about everything that's not right or saying what you want and then listing your current reality. It doesn't matter where you're stuck, but please stay committed to continually unstucking yourself. (laughs) Right? Just stay committed to working it all out each day. I am such an advocate for... I reserve the right to change my mind. That is so powerful to me. I could wake up one day and want one thing, and then then I could get new information that makes me realize, oh, that thing that I thought I wanted isn't the right thing for me. And then with that new information, I could make a better choice. But if you're always looking at what you don't want, then you're never gonna be able to get to that point, right? a fantastic exercise that can really, really support you if you're in this space, um, which is a little bit intimidated by asking yourself what you want. There is a book that I've mentioned in several of my podcast episodes now called Tools of Titans. Um, So it's by Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And on page 463, there is his favourite exercise called fear setting. And Fear setting is something that he uses to help him determine what he wants. That's basically it, right? So, just another resource for you there. But if you want more support, join Thrive Together. Seriously, I am always asking my members what do you want? What do you want for yourself in life this week? What do you want in your business this week or in business this week? And what, if they are your goals, what are the high value activities that will help us get there? and so much more so much more not only am i waiting to support you but our our members are waiting to support you as well so if this if this episode has resonated with you and you've been listening to this thinking i would like that kind of support please join and i'm i'm saying that not coming from a space of i want more members or i want more clients of course i do but i'm saying it because i know how useful the content is in there. I know how useful the support from coaching is and I want that for you too. But nevertheless, even if this podcast episode has resonated and maybe is enough to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be, bloody amazing, fantastic. I really hope that it's served you today. And me explaining the three ways that we can fuck ourselves over completely when we ask that question, what do you want? I hope that it's served you for me to talk through them today and that you've not only been able to recognize yourself in them, but have gained different perspectives and ways of thinking to help you out of those um, funks, those desire funks. (laughs) So with that, I am going to see you in the next episode. Now, talking about the next episode, I want to talk a little bit on comparison. It's coming up a lot lately for, um, for when people step into what they want and they start to claim what it is they want. Quite a lot of the time, it can go into this space of like, but there's loads of other people doing that idea or I'm not quite like them. So I think I might call this next episode the reason you're not like them. So if you fancy tuning into that, that'll be the one after this. (laughs) Um, So definitely, definitely do. But anyway, with that... I'm going to sign off there. Go and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being with me today. Please, 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 if you wouldn't mind, you'd would be helping me out massively. If you have enjoyed this episode, go and leave me a review. Or if, you, if you're if you not on iTunes, the best next thing that you could do is share this on your social media or directly with a friend or colleague. Honestly, it really helps that this podcast gets in the right ear holes of the right people. So I want to thank you for that in advance. Have a lovely day i'll see you in the next episode and please never forget i am always cheering you on i hope you're cheering you on too thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end my goal is to get this podcast into the earholes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it so i have a request for you please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.